Welcome to the Dr. Me First podcast with me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Erin Wiseman. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Dr. Me First. Are you ready to doctor yourself first? Because if you are, you are in the right place. This is a podcast all about learning to take care of yourself as well as what you do with your patients. Because guys, it is so important that we now move from a place of burnout, brokenness, and despair into a life that is joy-filled, sustainable, and one that you truly effing love. That's right. I refrained from dropping one of my favorite F words. But seriously, I want you to love your life. I want you to get out of bed each morning and be like, wahoo, I'm starting a new day instead of looking around and seeing dread everywhere. You know, today's a solo cast and I've already told you guys how much that I struggle talking by myself. I don't know why, but I do. But I was thinking about recording the solo cast this morning when I was getting up because Five years ago, when I was struggling with my own burnout, my own despair, my own brokenness, I remember telling myself, if I can figure out a way to have a life where I get to wake up naturally without an alarm clock getting me up at 5.30 in the morning, that's what I want to do. I want a life that I don't have to plan a vacation to get away from. I want a life that I don't plan a vacation while I'm on vacation to get away from. And I can successfully say that this morning I got up with the birds and the sun at a reasonable hour and got to start my day. And my friends, that is absolutely what I want for you. I want you to have a sense of freedom in your life. I want you to have joy. I want you to find that special place where you make an impact where only you can. Maybe that's within an office or a hospital. Maybe it's not, but I want to help you find it. Okay, let's jump into this solo cast. All right. Well, today in the solo cast, I wanted to talk about an article that I recently wrote. I am a writer for Authentic Medicine. It's a website dedicated to discussing healthcare as physicians. And the article I wrote was entitled The Real Gift List for Your Medical graduate student. And I wrote this back in May because I was seeing all the pictures of students graduating and us reminiscing about years gone by when we finally, finally got the big diploma before we headed off to residency. And I saw an article by the AOA about six gifts to get your osteopathic medical student. Of course, I clicked on it because I wanted to see if there was any cool stuff that I needed. You know, and I was left away pretty disappointed after reading it. You know, it had a new stethoscope, it had scrubs, it had a smartwatch, some compression socks, a pillow that actually covers your head so you're not interrupted by your other residents, meal delivery service, and a gift card to like Home Depot. And though those aren't bad things, I thought, man, that's not what you need. That's truly not what your needs are when you are a new medical grad getting ready to start residency. So I made my own list and wrote an article about it. I actually talked with some of my favorite female colleagues to be like, hey, 
what would a real gift list look like to you that you actually needed whenever you were in between med school and residency? And here's the list that we came up with. And I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did. Okay, so the first one was a large check to help start paying off those student loans ASAP. Seriously. The best gift that I could have had graduating from medical school was help unloading that loan burden. I'm still dealing with it today, but it's a lot better than what it was. But I remember that exit interview at medical school when they gave you the final financials on how much interest your student loans had occurred. And you know, you've signed your residency contract and you know how much you're going to be making and those numbers do not line up whatsoever. You know, they talk about deferment and forgiveness and different programs and stuff. But, you know, honestly, what really could have helped me at that point, and I don't think anybody really recognized it around me, is to say, hey, kid, you've worked really hard. Here's a check to help you start paying off the student loan burden. So later on down the road, you're not going to feel as heavy with it. Thing number two was a mental health team. Yes, I said it. I think every new medical grad needs a life coach and a therapist or a psychiatrist along with a really beefed up wellness program in the residency that they're starting. And not one that's just lip service, but one that's actually implemented into the culture of the program. Because I was on the cusp of that with the wellness, with the duty hours changing, with different assessments. And I'll be honest, I don't think the words got put into action properly. There was still an underlying current of you've got to work harder than the class before you. You've got to stay later than anyone else. Even though the best thing that probably could have happened for me was going home on time, if not a few minutes earlier, and somebody acknowledging that and giving me the permission to help me figure that out for myself. You know, I really make a call of action that residents and fellows, they should come out of medical education healthier, healthy to begin with, but if not better than when they enter the program. We are not doing a service to medicine by grinding down our residents and fellows so that when they enter the quote-unquote real world, that they're then struggling just to get up from everything that they've been under. You know, I really think it's very important that residency programs start using people like me who are physician life coaches to come in being a non-graded faculty member and talking about these issues that we all should have learned about, about dealing with our perfectionism, what it means to trust somebody and what happens when that trust is violated. How do you build confidence when your leadership style is one that's introverted? How do you show that you're a competent physician even though maybe communication is not your strong point? You know, all these skills that are just assumed that we learn as physicians, but absolutely not. And so that's just my call to action for this number two is that I feel like we really need to be surrounding not only ourselves, but our students with a team of a life coach, a therapist, a psychiatrist, and a program that is really geared towards a culture of wellness. Because it's not the individual, it's the environment that we stick them in. And that's why they're coming out worse. These are great kids. These are great individuals. And there's no need for us to grind them anymore. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Point number three. I think every student, every person needs a weekly check-in from friends and family. I often wondered why my family stopped checking in on me after med school. So I asked them, and what I got was, well, we thought the hard part was over with. Oh my gosh, 
that couldn't be wrong. It was just kind of like moving from one fire to the next. You know, relationships are found to be counter against burnout, and therefore they help negate many negative outcomes that can happen in medicine. I think calling your resident, just sending a text, just a checking on you is so vitally important that friends and family don't even realize. Luckily, my husband keyed on to this pretty early and would send me texts like a just checking on you, that sort of thing. And though at the time I was frustrated because I thought I was getting another page on my phone, you know, really, I knew that he was checking on me and helping me. So that's tip number three. All right, gift number four that I think everyone needs coming out of medical school is some business books or courses. Hands down, business, finance, and accounting for dummies needs to be topics for these young professionals. If I hadn't had some business skills from Business 101, I I don't know what I would have done because years later, that's the stuff that I lean on for my working knowledge base. And I think it's just so important that, yeah, physical exams important, but also knowing how to run a clinic, knowing what that means is so very vital to our survival as a physician. All right, gift number five, contract negotiation resources. You know, we all go into it thinking we're going to be a really good doctor and that means we'll get paid for our value. That's totally wrong. Absolute wrong-o. Learning how to advocate for yourself in residency will help future doctors make, you know, not make the small blunders that we now made, signing contracts, and they'll know how to play the game. I remember someone telling me that you should never sign anything with a non-compete. That was the advice. But then when I got into contracts and I tried to say, well, I'm not signing anything with a non-compete, you know, the, the next answer was, well, this is standard among all of our contracts. And I didn't know what to do from there. I'd been given one small slice of knowledge, but I didn't know how to come back after that. So I really think contract negotiation needs to be a part, needs to be a gift in some way to all of these students' lives. And just remembering that everything is negotiable no matter what they said would be really important information, and then how to implement that into real life. Gift number six, a mirror that when you looked into it says you can do this. If not a mirror, like a magic mirror on the wall, something else, a physical reminder to let yourself know, to let students know you're not alone, you have a future beyond your current reality, and it's going to be okay. For some people, that's a candle or a drawing or a picture or a nice fuzzy blanket on their couch. I think we all need those reminders to, to just tell us we're not alone and that it's okay. There's an outside world beyond what you're doing. So ask yourself or ask your graduate, what's something that you can look at daily to remind yourself in the hard times that you can do it and put that into your life? All right. Tip or gift number seven, birth control. One of my colleagues said this because she said, I wouldn't have made it through residency with a kid. There's just no way. Not saying that you can't do it. I mean, I did have two babies in residency, but it did add a whole different layer of stress that some might not want to take on. So I think it's important to know yourself and to know your limits and to make intentional choices and whatever that is. So gift number eight, tip number eight, is a hot topic right now and something that I wholeheartedly support. And it's a gift certificate for egg preservation. 
Medical training is long and stressful and happens to happen during the most fertile years of our lives. So as important as number seven is on the list, I include egg preservation for my female colleagues because just as important as it is to save for retirement, you should be saving your potential for fertility as well. All of my REI colleagues and my physician friends struggling with infertility right now are shouting this and I wholeheartedly support them. I wish we would have known. And so I'm hoping to empower the future generation to say, this is not a lacking. This is not saying, you know, I'm doing this as a backup plan because I can't do it right now. I'm a failure right now. I've got to do other things. No, just like saving for retirement, this is saying, I want this potential to still be possible and I want it to be in the best way possible. So I encourage you, if you're a woman in medicine who right now is not a good time to have babies, think about doing some egg preservation because then it's not going to be as much of a huge stress in the future when you are ready. Gift or tip number nine is have clothes other than scrubs. Seriously, AOA, why did you put scrubs on your gift list? We really need to get dressed in something besides hospital scrubs. You know, buy yourself or your student luxury socks, underwear, bras, shoes, undershirts. Remind them that there's luxury outside of life and that it's okay to feel good in the clothes that you're in. Me personally, I never really liked scrubs. I either got called a nurse while I wore them or they were just so big and baggy that they just felt uncomfortable. So I think it's really important to maintain your own own identity as through your clothing and have stuff that you feel good in because there's a lot of days that you don't feel good. Tip or item number 10 is a fairy godmother. Yes, they do exist. They come in the form of personal assistants, personal shoppers, meal preparers, laundry maid, fixer of the car, manager of the schedule, and if you're really lucky, a supportive spouse. Having that team around you to help make sure get the other things done in life is super important. So I did like the idea of the gift card that the AOA had, but one step further, how about building a team around your student or yourself to help yourself through life? And the last one is an on-call survival kit. I think it's really important that we take care of the essentials in our life. So having just a little toiletry bag of toothpaste, toothbrush, deodorant, gum, floss, soap, melatonin, sleep mask, you know, whatever it is, clean underwear, Don't let your health and hygiene suffer. We all have basic needs and we need to take care of ourselves. So prepare for that. Well, I hope you liked my little list of what every medical graduate actually needs. And I hope you can apply it to your life because actually it's what you need too to survive, to thrive in medicine because I don't want any more just surviving this. I want you to be happy and healthy and loving what you're doing. So, I hope this solo cast has been fun for you today. It's been fun for me to write and record. I just want you to know that I've got your back. If you'd love to hop on a call with me and talk about more ways where you can thrive in medicine, click on the link for a discovery call. And please always remember, your life, your calling, your pulse 